Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. And I just want to say a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending 20 minutes or so with me, with the channel. Thank you so much. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. This story is from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for sleeping in the guest bedroom because of my boyfriend's annoying morning schedule? Hi all, I 23 female moved in with my boyfriend 28 male of two years at the start of March and so far it hasn't been too good. This is due to the fact that my boyfriend has started a new morning schedule where he wakes up at 3am then goes to the gym for an hour or two. He doesn't need to wake up that early because he usually starts work around noon. He explained to me that all of the big CEOs wake up at 3. The problem is, is that when he gets up, he also wakes me up because of his alarm and then he is so loud when he is getting ready. Literally zero consideration for me. I don't fall back asleep until he leaves the house and then when he comes back, I get woken up again when he comes into the bedroom to change his clothes. Sometimes he purposely wakes me up because he's bored. Having my sleep being constantly disrupted every single night is getting on my nerves big time. I've told him plenty of times that he needs to be quieter in the mornings, but he doesn't seem to really care. So last night, I went into the guest bedroom to sleep. As soon as I did this, he started an argument about how dramatic I am and said he doesn't have to cater to me because it's his house. I explained to him that the only way I will get a good quality sleep is if I'm in a separate bedroom, but he began saying that I'm his girlfriend, not a housemate, and I might as well go back home to my parents if I'm going to sleep in the guest bedroom. Anyway, he's still annoyed with me because I slept in the guest bedroom and he thinks it's disrespectful to do so. So, am I the asshole? Now, first off, pick up on that attitude that he said he doesn't have to cater to you because it's his house. That is a level of disrespect that that should not be ignored. That's someone who doesn't care about your feelings and doesn't care if you get a good night's sleep or not because it's his house. So screw that and do exactly what he said and go back to your parents and probably leave his ass at the same time, right? The fact that he thinks it's disrespectful because you're sleeping in the guest bedroom because you're not getting any sleep because of him just shows his thought process. He's an absolute ass, And it doesn't really sound like he's going to change as you've raised your concerns already and he just doesn't care about them. But Hats and Topcoat says, this is not how someone acts who respects you, cares about your feelings and wants to make sure that your needs are met. You deserve a partner, not someone who sees you as an accessory that exists to please him. I am positive that a sleep issue is not the only way in which he shows that he is selfish and inconsiderate. You deserve better than this. He wants you to think that this is normal and acceptable. It is not. He is not a good boyfriend. Not the asshole. And Jilly Boo Bean says, Pick up those red flags, darling, and be grateful he dropped them before you wasted any more of your life with someone that doesn't respect you. Go back to your parents' house and dump his ass not the asshole. And Purplet11 says, dude, a couple of things stick out to me. One, he feels disrespected by actions you've taken to get a good sleep, which you frequently communicated as a concern that he dismisses. 
Two, he pulled the this is my house card to justify not having to respect reasonable requests to adjust habits that impact shared sleeping slash living spaces. Three, he thinks you sleeping in the guest room undermines your entire relationship to the extent where he doesn't consider you living together if you aren't sharing a bed. Dude, these are not reflecting a partner who values aligned with a healthy relationship and compatible partner. You are young, exhausted, and sleep deprived, and he is an immature fuss nugget. <laughs> fuss nugget. Accept his suggestion to move out as the most reasonable suggestion so far and end the relationship. Sweet dreams, not the arsehole. And this next story comes from that bitch Stacy FR. Am I the arsehole for not disagreeing with my husband in front of my family? Background, I-26 female, suffered from some serious trauma as a child that my parents knew about and did nothing to stop until it was too late. As a result, I was a terrible kid. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it definitely messed me up and I couldn't get over it. I had severe depression and lashed out at everyone. My attitude was awful and said some pretty terrible things. I never did anything illegal, however. I was just a piece of shit. After I graduated high school, I did a complete 180. I got my shit together, went to therapy, apologized for everything I did and how I acted, went to college, graduated, got a degree, and now have a beautiful family and home. However, it was never enough for them, and my parents continuously punished me. The most relevant way to the story was by scheduling family vacations when they knew I absolutely could not attend and brag about their ventures in front of me. This brings us to my current situation. My sister's 30 female birthday is 10 days after a major surgery I'm scheduled to have. And for her 31st birthday, she wants to go to a touristy place, one stayed over a few hours away. She wants to take a family vacation with a family two weeks after my surgery. This surgery isn't a 100% emergency, but it's definitely needed and will improve quality of life beyond belief. It's not a non-essential surgery either, i.e. plastic surgery or elective. It will be eight weeks before I'm fully recovered, but can be comfortably mobile at four weeks. They knew about the surgery as it's literally important and needed, but still wanted to go anyway. I asked if they'd be willing to wait just two weeks after so at the very least I could go with them and celebrate. They all said no, which fair enough, her birthday, she can celebrate how and when she wants. Of course it hurt a little, but I wasn't going to push it. My husband, on the other hand, was pretty pissed. He doesn't like how my family treats me. There's a lot of issues, but due to the character count, can't include it. He did not yell, but he raised his voice a little and said he was disgusted and sick of the way they treat our small family. Two kids, and how he couldn't sit here anymore and watch them tear me down any further, and that this was messed up to constantly do this to me. I did not ask him to stand up for me. I have only expressed my frustration in how they treat me in our private conversations. He stood up. We're at Mother's Day brunch, grabbed the kids and waited for me at the car. Everyone looked at me and waited for me to say something. I just plainly said, I agree, and got up and left. Now they're all blowing at my phone for the past few days, saying I'm an asshole for not reprimanding him or stopping him from disrespecting my parents. I don't think I'm in the wrong. Am I the asshole? It's one of those stories where I have to sit there and I think, well, if these people were like so nasty that they're showing in this, in this story, why are you still around them? But Mike King Moore says, not the asshole, and bravo for your husband and for you. I don't understand why you would want to spend any time at all with such horrible, toxic people. And Queen Oreo says, not the asshole, your husband loves you. He's watching you get hurt and he wants to protect you. He's a good man and your family is awful. And Fleet Dancer says, not the asshole, but you're a parent now. Why have you been exposing your kids to these assholes? Your husband should have put his foot down years ago. You're an adult. If you choose to keep them in your life, despite the abuse, then that's your choice. But your kids deserve better. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. 
And this story is from Stokotz. Am I the arsehole for calling my boyfriend's housemate disgusting for leaving his pubic hair all over the shower? This sounds ridiculous because it is. My boyfriend has five housemates. All six of them are medical students and 21 to 22 year olds. I stay over at their house three to four times a week. I live by myself and only see them so I'm not breaking any local restrictions. They all get up and showered early and the last of his housemates to have a shower, C, always leaves me a lovely surprise when I have to go shower. A literal rug of pubes. I usually make my boyfriend clean it up and he assures me he'll say something then he never does. I hardly know this housemate at all and would feel a bit uncomfortable making a comment about it so I just try and urge my boyfriend to every morning. He says he doesn't want C to feel awkward about it. I work full time and have a really stressful few days and had a bit of a short fuse. I picked up some food on the way back to their house after work yesterday and sat down to eat it. When C told me the way I was eating was disgusting, I hadn't eaten all day so I wasn't taking my time. So I, of course, retorted that it was rich coming from him. He asked what I meant so I told him and he basically told me that if I didn't like it I should stop going around to theirs. I expected my boyfriend and the rest of their housemates to take my side, but they ended up calling me an asshole for calling him out in front of everyone and not privately pulling him aside for a conversation. His housemates also agreed that because it wasn't my house, my opinion didn't really matter and that I shouldn't have expected cleanliness from a group of 21 to 22 year old boys. I had a fight with my boyfriend after, which came to a similar conclusion, with him saying he would have said something at some point, but I really didn't go about it properly and humiliated him for no reason. Am I the arsehole? And we'll start straight away with Beskar saying, You're the arsehole. It's not your house. You're not paying rent. You don't live there and you have no right to demand anything. Sorry to be well an arsehole, but that's really the way it be. And Beskar follows this up with a side note. The guys are probably not cool with you haunting the place. I don't know them, of course, but it's usually the case when someone's SO is always there. Cut down on your resentment and theirs and maybe stay at your own place more often. And Weskit says, do you pay rent? You spend at least half your nights there. So if not, you're the arsehole big time. If you don't like the way a paying tenant leaves their own shower, guess what the solution is? And we'll have one more from Miss Magpie saying, you're the arsehole, do you pay rent? Do household chores? Are you on the lease? No? Then it's absolutely none of your business how clean their apartment is. Like the roommate said, stop going there if you don't like it. And this next story is from Throwaway Accounts. Am I the arsehole for helping my sister-in-law with a baby shower, even though my husband had plans? My sister-in-law's husband's brother's wife baby shower was this past weekend. It's their first child and we were pretty close so I wanted to be there for her. Plus it was only an hour away so I could make a little day trip out of it. The shower was scheduled from 11 till 5 but I told sister-in-law I would come early to help her get things set up. The shower was planned over a month ago and my husband knew about it because he talked with his brother pretty regularly. A couple of weeks ago, one of my husband's friends from out of state called him and told him he would be in our city the same weekend as the baby shower and asked my husband if he wanted to get together. They haven't seen each other in over a year, so my husband was looking forward to reconnecting. But the only day that worked for his friend was the same day as the baby shower. I reminded my husband that he had to stay at home and watch our 18 month old son that day and he said that was fine as long as he got to go meet up with his friend after the baby shower. He said they were going to get tickets to a baseball game that started at 7 so I'd need to be home by then. I told him that was fine. Well the day of the baby shower came and I left home at 9am to go help sister-in-law set up for the shower. Things with the shower took a little longer than I had thought and people didn't end up leaving sister-in-law's house until almost 6pm. Then I helped her clean up a bit before heading home. I called my husband to let him know I was heading home, but he just said, you're just leaving now. 
I'm supposed to meet my friend in 30 minutes. I told him I would hurry as fast as I could. Then on my way home, I took a different route than I normally do and ended up hitting the road construction. I tried calling my husband, but he didn't answer. With the traffic, I ended up not getting home until 8.30 p.m. When I finally got home, I found my husband getting our son ready for bed and told him he could leave now. He just looked at me and said he already called his friend to cancel. He said he was exhausted from chasing our son around by himself all day and even if he left now, he would maybe get to see three innings of the game. I reminded him how excited he was to see his friend and he said, yeah, I was excited. Now I'm just tired. After he put our son to bed, he came back downstairs and I tried to apologize to him and explain that I couldn't just leave early. He snapped at me and asked, why not? Why couldn't you just leave when you knew I had something I was looking forward to? He said this was the first time in over six months that he was going to see his friends and I sabotaged it. I told him it wasn't on purpose, but he said that doesn't matter. I still made choices that put him lower on my priority list. At this point, I was near tears and tried to apologize again, but he just said he wants to be alone for a bit and went downstairs to play video games. Now, this one's a pretty simple one for me that, you know, you agreed to it. You agreed to be home at that time. You made that agreement. You didn't have to clean up. You could have said to your friend that I made an agreement with my husband so I could be here all day. And now I need to go home because he wants to go and see a baseball game. But you didn't. You decided to clean up. You made that choice. So that does make you the asshole. But one Mike Nation says you're the asshole. Your husband is right. You could have left, but you chose not to. You didn't have to help clean. You chose to. I think the bigger issue is that he was upset and tired and instead of letting him cool off, you kept asking why he wasn't going to an event you made him late for. Unit Healthy says, you're the asshole, you ruined his evening and his friend's visit, when all you had to do was tell sister-in-law it's 5pm and I've got to run for XYZ reason. I'm sure there were numerous other attendees who would have been happy to help her with a cleanup. And Corgi Huntress says, you're the arsehole, not because you helped your sister-in-law, but because you didn't leave when you should have, and you also knew that you were committed to being home at a particular time. Why didn't you just leave when you were supposed to? Your sister-in-law no doubt could have managed the rest without you, and likely others would have helped. And one more from Spin the City saying, you're the arsehole, you could have easily explained to your sister-in-law that you had to leave at a fixed time. So both of you and your husband got to do your thing. Instead, you just chose for the both of you that his thing wasn't important at all. Gotta say the whole I was close to tears and I was helping sister-in-law seems a bit manipulative. Wow. I thought it was a bit cheeky as well when she came home and, and turned around to like husband and, and then said, why don't you go to the, why aren't you going to the baseball game? Like over an hour and a half afterwards. I mean, and that's without travel time. And this story is from Quarter Pincher. Am I the asshole for paying for a stack of books with a single quarter at a pay what you want sale? In my small city, there is a comic book shop that is having a pay what you want book sale where you can get whatever you want for however much you feel like paying. They had a lot of cool stuff, so I took some books and went to the storefront. I told the owner there were some great books and asked if there was a minimum he wanted me to pay. He said, no, just get rid of this. And so for the stack, I paid like $2.50. I went the next week, got another stack and paid with a quarter. He joked that you got all that stuff and you thought it was worth a quarter. I laughed and moved on. I come in this week and have yet another stack with $2 worth of quarters in my pocket. Some friends of the store owner have also been milling around and decided to buy some books. I looked around a little bit more and while they were checking out, one of them says, I'll pay $1 to make up for that guy who only paid with a quarter. That's fucked up. My face flushed red. After they left, I said to make up for paying with just a quarter last time, I'll pay with $6 for the books. The owner had not recognized me, laughed, and said that he understood why I did it and felt conflicted, etc. 
He was very nice about the whole thing and again reiterated there was no minimum. I told this story to some friends of mine and they said I was obnoxious for paying with just a quarter and that with what I did I should expect some flack. Honestly, I don't think I agree. He said there wasn't a minimum and I paid what I wanted, but I wanted some more perspectives. So, am I the asshole? And we're going to go with an edit straight away, which pretty much sums up everything. But well then, I guess the judgment is pretty one-sided towards asshole already, lol. And honestly, after reading the replies and thinking about what I did, I agree. It was pretty disrespectful and considering just how tough it is for comic book shops and used bookstores already, I took advantage of their kindness, unwitting or not. When I go back there next time, as one commenter suggested, I will pay a fairer price. Edit 2. I'm not making this edit to change judgment, but based on the comments, there seems to have been a miscommunication on my part about what the content of the sale was. I'm sorry. There are a bunch of old used science fiction slash fantasy books that he has in storage since about the 80s from a bookstore he used to own at the time. He has apparently thousands of them, e.g. Frederick Pohl, Gene Wolfe, etc. Not old comic books. Thank you all for the lively discussion, by the way. Now, I found from the rule itself, you can't be the arsehole in that respect that, you know, you pay what you want. That's that. That's what it is. You pay what you want. So you're not an arsehole from that perspective. But I will say you're the arsehole. If it was me, I would absolutely feel the arsehole to give over, what is it, a quarter? For a bunch of books, when you know what's already going on, you know the situation with like bookstores and stuff like that, they're already struggling and you're basically taking the advantage of someone's kindness in the situation. So that would make you the arsehole, as you said, and wittingly or not, it would make you the arsehole. And I'm glad from your edits, you seem to have learned a lesson from, from what people have said. And I think that's always a positive thing in the end. You are going to go back and you are going to pay a bit more next time, which I think is, is a good thing. And I used to be on fire says, you're the arsehole. While it is technically pay what you like, so there can't be a minimum, it's basic courtesy to not pay literally less than pocket change for a lot of stuff. This is one of those cases where legally you are right, but morally, come on, man. Shopkeeper is a small business owner and a human too. It couldn't hurt to pay a dollar or two on what's already a really generous sale slash deal. Yeah, and let's not forget that OP kept going back to the store as well. So they, they were getting something out of it. They realized how good, how good of a thing they was getting. So yeah, there is that. And Morningstar says, you're the arsehole. You're the type of person that ruins a good thing for everyone. Followed by Sleepwalker saying, you're the arsehole. There may not be a formal minimum, but you're saying that the service slash goods he provides are only worth pocket change to you. When you keep going back, so you obviously recognize the value. When he does put a minimum in place, it'll be because of you and people like you. And Olives and Cheese says, you're the arsehole. You've badly misunderstood etiquette and social decency here. And quotes, he joked that you got all that stuff and you thought it was worth a quarter. And then says, that was not a joke. That was an incredulous nudge. And we'll have one more from Jack Smack saying, you're the arsehole. Although there is no minimum, there is common sense. The point was to get rid of the books, but not for free. The store didn't want to lose too much money and you weren't helping. Taking advantage of a sale like this by lowballing the store is a crappy move. And your friends are right. The other guy at the register said it all. I'll pay $1 to make up for the guy who only paid with a quarter. That's fucked up. And then says he's 100% right on this one because he knew you were taking advantage of the store. 5 out of 10 assholes. This story's from The Fresh Hearth. Am I the asshole for refusing to pay my sister's pet medical fees? My sis, 22, unemployed, is a severe introvert. Never really made many friends since she's extremely socially awkward and seemed kind of depressed most times. 
She lives with our mum and dad and gets by doing homework and chores around the house while getting an allowance weekly from our dad. She ended up saving for her allowance for a couple of years to finally have enough to buy herself a dog. I saw her mood and demeanor change completely. She was a lot more happy and would often go out to walk her dog. She used her allowance to pay whatever knickknacks and toys for her pup. Never saw her love something so much before. It's been about two years since she's had her dog. I'd visit her home every now and then to see the family. I had this habit of leaving my room door open, so whenever I'd visit my family, my sis would firmly remind me to leave my room door closed. This all began when a year ago, her pup came into my room to chew on my underwear. She kindly stated to me, please leave your door closed. Bogo, I may have got that wrong, went in there and was chewing on your underwear when I went to go pee. Ever since then, I would forget to close the room from time to time when I visited and she'd have to remind me. I brought my girlfriend over to visit the family and she and I stayed over for one night. I had to leave for work in the morning so I left my girlfriend alone in the family house while I was gone. Mum and dad were out shopping and having a date. I get a call from my sis sobbing saying that her dog ate some milk chocolate in my room. Hershey's kisses to be specific. I stupidly asked how the dog got in since I remember closing the room. She snapped back, obviously your dumb girlfriend left it open. Bogo went in when I was doing laundry. I told her I'd call her back since I was in a meeting and she would just let me have it and started shouting and yelling at me. I came back from home and noticed Bogo and black powder on his face along with both of his sides swelling. I think to myself, what the hell happened? I see my sis in the corner and my girlfriend on the other corner, very tense atmosphere. I ask my sis calmly what happened. She says back quietly. I rush Bogo to the vet. They force him to eat chalk and shove water pouches in his sides for some reason. It cost me $900. I didn't say anything back and just grabbed my girlfriend's hand and drove back home. I also looked into this a bit more. Apparently a tiny bit of milk chocolate would have been zero harmed to the dog the size of Bogo. My sis overreacted. I get a call back two days later with my sis saying, so Bogo is all better. I'm going to have a bit of trouble paying this. I told mum and dad that I pay for all the vet fees. Can you help me pay this a little bit? I tell her, it's not my fault. Fucking, she shouldn't have left the chocolate out. Also, you didn't need to spend all that money. Bogo would have been fine. We then get into another huge argument over the phone. Ultimately, with me not paying any of the costs. Am I the arsehole? Now, again, I might be totally wrong with this one, but if a vet was charged, and I know there's some, there will be some vets out there that take advantage of people and stuff like that, but if a vet was charging $900, then that, that's, that's a flag to me that this was a pretty serious, this was pretty serious and they had to do something. And I think the sister was right in the situation to take the dog to the vet just, just in case because you're looking after the dog's well-being more than anything. And that's what's important in this story to me. Being a dog person anyway, <laughs> of course, it's going to be what's most important to me here. And I think sister did tell OP multiple times in the story to keep your door closed. And you had to be reminded several times. So you are admitting fault here in some ways. And the sister was doing this out of kindness to you as well to protect your belongings so I think you just really need to take some responsibility for your actions in this situation. But Crypto Timo says, you're the arsehole. You write in such a demeaning way about your sister. You admit she has told you time and time again to keep the door closed, yet you keep leaving it open. And you don't live there anymore. Admittedly, you sound like a poor sibling in the first place. Pay for at least half the bill and don't leave your door open again. Not too hard to put a sticky note up to remember, is it? And most as Sober Taboo says, you're the arsehole. Dogs eating chocolate is no joke. Plus, who says she didn't eat more than a couple? If she actually got charged $900 at the vet, then it was serious. If it wasn't serious, it'd be minor or she'd just be turned away. 
So just pay the damn $900 or get your girlfriend to pay and chip in. You guys cause this by letting the door open. And anyways, that stuff should be in a place where the dog can't get it if it's a smart dog that can open doors, like mine. So yeah, you're the arsehole. And Heldon says, you're the arsehole, you're so disrespectful to your sister. After one reminder, it should not be that hard to know to close the door and to inform your girlfriend that needs to happen as well. You are both inconsiderate guests. It might not be your sister's home in the sense that she doesn't own it, but it is her home. Help your sister pay the bill. And one more from Sleuthing Sloth says, You're the arsehole, what the hell's the matter with you? Why can't you and your girlfriend remember to close the door? If you can't master the art of closing the door, don't bring anything dangerous to dogs with you, including chocolate. Own your shit. You and your girlfriend owe your sister the full amount. And no bogo wouldn't have been fine with chocolate in his stomach because it's poisonous to dogs. If sister is reading this, please take this negligent arsehole to small claims for the full amount. Now, once again, we are at the end of the video. If you did enjoy today's stories, what are your verdicts on the stories? What are your thoughts? Let me know on the comments below if you choose to do so. Now, just a huge thank you for spending 20 minutes of your time with me today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. And if you did, you know what to do. Hit that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And if you want to support the channel further, you can, but absolutely never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and join up there. Once again, thank you so much for your love, support, and time, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. I was born in the city, I was raised on its edges. My pop work is life when it's complex. I found love in its center. If I can live here forever, think it'd be for the better. I love the weather, even though it's fog 24-7. I love the people. This is city. I met all my best friends. And I wanna thank every brick. I wanna thank every entrance to every building that I step in in this city. 